You got barbecue back there? And you didn't invite me? Hurt my feelings. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another Tanner Wilkinson podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Wilkinson. And today I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Tim. Tim, say what up, Tim Gatman. What who what what, what you doing in the club today? A whole lot, you know. Just excited to be here once again. Got UFC to talk about. Yes, we do. We will touch on that later. We also got our uh, close personal friend, Maxwell Stottle. Max, say what up. Hey, how we doing? Mario left. You guys were right. I was wrong. <laughs> and we will also touch on that later. But we had conference championship this weekend. You guys know what happened. We really don't need to go over that. But bowl games were announced. Um, obviously, the two semifinal games are the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Uh, Bama versus Cincinnati and Michigan versus Georgia. We don't really need to go into depth on those yet. I mean, we'll probably have a whole show dedicated to it. So we don't really need to touch on that. Um, what are the New Year Six? What are the other New Year Six games that kind of stand out to you guys, though? I think probably the best one on that list might be Ole Miss Baylor. That's what I was. What do you, let's start, let's start out with that. We got Ole Miss Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, that'll be January first at eight forty-five. What do you guys think? Who, who you like? I mean, obviously these games don't really matter because you know there's going to be some guys leaving for the draft. But I think they matter. I do. I do think they matter. But some will say it matters less. Uh, I got Baylor, obviously Big Twelve bias, and they beat Oklahoma State. So you got to ride with the, with the hot hand. What do you think, Stan? I uh, I also got Baylor just because it's like we have a really good defense versus a very good offense, and in most cases or not, when those things happen, unless you're Bama, it's usually the good defense is going to win. So I'm going to ride with Baylor. And that's under the assumption, like, you know, they don't have anything that happens to their program. You know, it's Baylor. I was going to ask, what if, what, if, uh, what if their coach isn't there, hypothetically? Uh, let's say their coach was not there anymore. Would that change yeah, it? I right feel now, like that favored. would change it. Yeah, they're favored by one and a half right now. I feel like if our Miranda's gone, that line will probably be shifted. Yeah, so then I'll – There's always a possibility. Mm, I think he stays. He just signed that big extension, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I like Ole Miss – or I like Baylor, I mean, but if Dave Aranda's at a different program, I do not like Baylor anymore, and my prediction will change. Uh, we also have on New Year's Day the Fiesta Bowl, 1 p.m., Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. Tim, just take us through this before we even give predictions. You know, I think – Marcus Freeman's first game. I'm excited to play Oklahoma. Or I'm, I think it, I don't know. Like it's fun to play. I don't think Notre Dame's ever played Oklahoma State before, so it'll be interesting to play them for the first time. Um, I think Notre Dame's going to be a Kyle Hamilton probably play. Um, I don't know. Maybe one or two other. I don't know. It kind of depends. I I bet most of the other guys will play, if not all of them. Um, other than him, and uh, I, I like playing Oklahoma State. I think it'll be a good game, uh, but I got to go with Notre Dame, just because you know they're they're, they're the team. So <laughs> yeah, I uh, I do know. Uh, 
Yeah, I think Notre Dame's got something to prove and more so than Oklahoma State. And I just think most of the time in bowl games, the more motivated team goes out there and wins. So I like Notre Dame as well in this. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma State's the way they lost that Big 12 championship. That had to just absolutely suck the life out of that entire program and Mike Gundy himself. So I don't even see them coming to this game with much passion or drive. And we're looking at a possible Florida OU game from last year potentially here. Mm, that'd be, yep. be great. I'd, that'd be awesome if Notre Dame finally won a New Year's Six Bowl. <laughs> um, obviously, we're going to have to touch on the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, Pasadena, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe. Um, Ohio State against Utah. Stodd, you just had a run in with the, the Utes of Utah. You want to break that down for us? Not really the game, yeah. not really your game, but last the, the Rose Bowl. Um, it's Ohio State minus six and a half. And if it was Ohio State minus 20 and a half, I would take it. They're going to win in pretty easy fashion. It won't be close. I hate Utah with a burning passion. So go Buckeyes. And uh, yeah, Utah, thanks for coming out to your first Rose Bowl. Although I will say, I think Utah fans are going to travel really well for this game. And I think they actually are going to have more fans at this game than Ohio State, who does traditionally travel very well. I only say that because this is Utah's first Rose Bowl in the history of their program. So I think these people are about to get up for that. But I just think Ohio State is going to be like, you guys don't belong to be on the same field with us. And it's going to be a dominating game. I'll, I'll ask you this since you're the Rose Bowl aficionado. Do they like split the stadium in half like they do the Red River? Yeah, so what they usually do is they try and split it right down the half. And it's like usually there's been really cool color schemes in the past. Like when we had TCU versus Wisconsin or like even Oregon versus Florida State was pretty cool. But this time, I think we're all just going to see a giant sea of red. It's red. So, I, I, that's why I was like, "Dang, we won't even, we won't even get the good part." Well, maybe, maybe Utah wears those black jerseys, and they tell all their fans yeah, to wear black. That'd be, that'd be sick if one of the teams said wear like this color to the game. Yeah, and then they could paint the Utahns on black. That'd be pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I'm glad how we kind of went off the game. We're just like, what is the aesthetic of the Rose Bowl? We need to, uh, we need to divulge into we that need real quick. Pictures possible out of this. <laughs> nothing will, nothing thing, will like, be, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say like, another thing about Utah is like, I've personally been counting that all year, but ever, like ever since like, I don't want to like say this is a storyline, but you know, since the trad, like the tragedy that happened to their program earlier this year when they had like the two players that, you know, passed away and everything, they kind of started to give me team of destiny vibes. So they might just win this game because it's like, yo, no one wanted us here. You know, playing for the dead guy. That's a real yeah. theory. That's a real theory. It's got back into it. Two. So yeah, I know. I saw that story on game day. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, I might look like a fool taking Ohio State. And it might just be Utah's like team of destiny. And then you, Ohio State's like, whatever. We lost to Michigan. We don't really care anymore. But Rose Bowls are Rose Bowls. So I feel like Ryan Day's going to want to beat himself one. You want a Rose Bowl. You definitely want a Rose Bowl. Um, I got Ohio State as well. What were you saying? Well, Garrett Wilson and Olave, you got to think. Would you think they sit out for this? I don't know, honestly. They, I mean, they have, the, people are saying that their best receiver is the other guy anyways. Well, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. That's Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. Maybe but that's still, just a 25-year-old G. Scott Jr. will get some reps finally. Well, also, we're going to get uh, – and Mecca Ibuka getting to play a little bit too, the five star oh, yeah. from last class. Their wide receiver room so deep that if those two sit out, it's okay. Yeah, the more I think, like that Fleming kid too. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Ohio State's loaded. They're loaded. It's forever. like five star after five star. Yeah, <laughs> so someone will be there to catch the ball from CJ Stroud. It'll be okay. Um, do we even really want to touch on the Peach Bowl? Michigan and Pitt. I mean, we got to root for Kenny Pickett. Big slide. We have to root for him. Yeah. I'm not rooting for Kenny Pickett. Really? Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. I'm rooting for that oh. guy. He had like a trillion. He had like a trillion rushing yards this year, and we're the only reason why Michigan State was good. He did have five touchdowns against Michigan. Yeah, he's good. Um, yeah, but I'll take Michigan State. That's our analysis on the game. Uh, let's move to let's do the Alamo Bowl. Come on, this is like the 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 seventh best bowl game there is right now. Oklahoma, Oregon, the Maxwell Stottle, Tanner Wilkinson civil conflict. Uh, both teams recently uh, lost their coaches. One has two coaches currently, Bob Stoops and Brett Venables, and the other team has zero coaches. So interim, we have we named our interim today. Who, who's the interim? Let's hear it. Brendan McClendon, our uh, receivers coach. He has past experience. He was an interim coach for Georgia when uh, Mark uh, Mark Rick left. Okay. He's our receiver coach and our passing game coordinator. He's a really good uh, recruiter, so I hope he stays, but he's not going to get that job permanently, so don't get too comfortable. BMAC, <laughs> as they call him in Eugene. <laughs> I mean, we have guys sitting out all over the place in this game. Stott has no Kayvon. I have no Perion or Nick Benito. Obviously, Jaden Hasselwood was a starting wide receiver and transferred to Arkansas, so he's gone. Um, real skeleton crew for this game, I have a feeling, for both teams. <laughs> Who yeah, else is sitting is, out for you guys? <laughs> um, well, from what I've gathered, if Anthony Brown starts, apparently our fans are. So if he starts, I've heard everywhere that fans are just refusing to travel. So those people will be sitting out for us if he starts. Wow. Okay. No one else has been named because right now, Kayvon's really our only guy with like that much uh, hype for the draft. I mean, we have a few guys who are like projected second and third rounders, but I don't think they will. But then again, this is also right now with Oregon without a coach. And I have a feeling between now and uh, December 29th, we're going to have some people enter the transfer portal. That could be of importance. So we'll see. Yeah. We're going to have a skeleton crew for sure between that game, but I'm going to take Oklahoma and we might have to do like a podcast bet or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to take Oregon if Anthony Brown starts. Like I don't want to, but like I have to because yeah. of my team. Yeah. But if Ty, if Ty Thompson starts, I'll be taking Oregon for sure. We got to think of, we got to think of some podcast bets for Oklahoma, Oregon, something we got to do for the podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll think about that off air. We'll, we'll figure we'll uh, do some troubleshooting on that. Tim, as our third party uh, arbitrator, what is your what do you think of, of this matchup? Um, I mean, it sounds like both teams are kind of I don't know. It's kind of tough to say because a lot of guys who don't didn't play are going to play. So they, they might it, both teams are going to be drastically probably different than how they've played up until that point. So, I don't know. I like Oklahoma because if Caleb Williams plays, I think I think he can definitely – he's like one of those players who could be like a difference maker. And especially if Oregon loses a linebacker to potentially the transfer portal, I think it'll I, – I don't know. I think – but I think he – if he plays, I think he could be a potential like difference maker between the two. 
I will say if he does not play, I don't know who is going to play. It will be <laughs> up in the air. We, I know we have a tr- uh, like 15 year who's like 25, I think, on the team. And I think we have, we have a transfer from Penn State. I think the transfer from Penn State would start, but I don't know his name. So I didn't think we were going to get to QB3 this year after seeing QB1 and 2. But what a year it's been in college football. Yeah, I mean, the entire Oregon game is going to rest on the hands of Noglelge Travis Dye. So mm-hmm. he's going to have to find Bader multiple times. <laughs> oh, and I bet he will. I bet he will on us. Uh, we got to talk about we got to talk about the bowl happening December 2nd or 22nd, the armed forces bowl in Fort Worth, Texas, Mizzou versus army. Do you have the line for that by chance, Don? Yeah, it's uh, army minus three and a half over under 59 and a half. I love army because all they do is run the ball and Mizzou's run defense has been atrocious. So well, yeah. they run the triple option. They don't even run like normal runs. They, yeah. they like it's an entire new thing that Mizzou's gonna have to try to learn. I will. Mizzou just comes out and they're actually great against only the triple option, and it's like that would be so Mizzou of them to just. <laughs> this offense like also only like three teams in the country use. Yeah. We got to take the under two probably. I don't see this game going over fifty nine and a half points. Army would just I, like what if I could ball. see Army just like. Break like six long runs, just annihilate. <laughs> like literally, like Does they hand it off. Find the end zone. Like, are what? they? Is Mizzou uh, gonna score? Mizzou will. Mizzou will score. Their defense is bad. Wake Forest put up like a trillion on them. Yeah, I will true. say, if Bazelak plays, I love Army in this game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like sorry, yeah. Connor Bazelak, but geez, you've looked terrible this year. I mean, we have to take Army with the points. Mizzou's three and nine against the spread, so mm-hmm. we have to. <laughs> yeah, I bet on Army a lot too. They're very consistent. Um, do you want to talk about other... the tax layer bowl? Tell me the tax layer bowl versus Jimbo Fisher. I was actually going to say that. Wake Forest. I think Texas A&M will take that. I think both teams might take that seriously. So that could be a decent game. Yeah, I, I, could... I mean, did you guys watch the ACC championship? No, dude, they it got to a point where it was 24 oh, yeah. 21 Pittsburgh, and then Sam Hartman decided to throw like four picks on four pass attempts in a row. I'm like, Sam, dude, what are you doing, man? I will say, I took the over and they sucked in the second half, but he did throw that pick six, so it was like throwing a deep touchdown because I had the over. I was like, either way, that's a touchdown, <laughs> so thanks, Sam. But it's gonna be a good game, though. Yeah, I like that game. Um, does what the fuck is happening? My fucking mic's cutting out. Does uh does Mario coach again against uh Washington State? <laughs> Honestly, or, I have no idea. And ever since he's left, man, I have just I've unfollowed him on everything and I've removed myself from any of his tweets or anything related. So I have no idea what's going on with him anymore. So I have no idea. If he does, that, that's computers. in the uh, Tony the Tiger El Paso Texas Bowl. So I'm just looking at the games I always watch every year. Like I always watch the Outback Bowl, and I always bet on the Outback Bowl. I don't know why. I just I've done it forever. I like watched it as a little kid because that would always be the January first, like first game when you wake up. I like the Las Vegas Bowl too this year. That's going to be a good one, I think. Wisconsin versus Arizona State. Yeah, I like that as well. I think. 
before bowl season, we should pick every single game, not spreads, but winners and losers. Okay. And we, we, we have a giant, and it'll be a podcast. It'll be an episode where we all go through and pick the games and we'll make a spreadsheet and post it on the, on the Instagram. And we'll see who has the best record at the end of the, at the end of the year or at the end next of the Friday, season. we started off with the Bahamas bowl. So next week we'll have our bowl prediction episode. <laughs> Middle Tennessee State versus Toledo. Oh baby, yeah, I will say Toledo gets to go to the Bahamas. How many times do you think Toledo's day will from Toledo get to go to the Bahamas? So. The best is that game's at noon. That game is at noon. Is that a Friday or a Saturday? Friday. Noon on a Friday. I guess they're on the beach by five for sunset. So that's pretty cool. Um. Yeah, we'll go through all the games. Most of us will probably have no idea about any of these teams unless we do research, which I doubt most of us or any of us will do. If we do, no, I'm not time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll happen later this week. Uh, Star, we got to obviously talk about what happened with your program in the past 48 hours. Second time in four years, we've lost our head coach on December 5th and 6th to a school in Florida. So, I mean, hopefully Phil Knight and our uh, athletic director have maybe taken a hint. Hey, let's uh, stop going for guys who view us like a stepping stone and don't have any West Coast ties. And I'm hearing from the mumblings that hopefully this coaching search and hire is done by Friday, actually, which would be nice. What uh, I want to – I was going to say something. I don't remember. But what are who are the candidates? Who, who are you looking to – to go after so from what i've been gathering sources alike myself alike what i've been gathering is that they really like dave aranda from baylor there's chris peterson old UW coach old oregon coach old boise state coach who apparently is not too keen on staying retired and notices like oregon's team is a win now kind of roster it's not like a rebuild roster and that kind of attracts them to coming out and like maybe coaching a few or a few more years. I just don't know if like Oregon, like boosters and people are excited about that. And then also uh, Justin Wilcox, uh, ex Oregon player, former Boise state D defensive coordinator, Washington defensive coordinator under Chris Peterson, current Cal head coach is apparently really wanting to shoot for the job, but not really moving the needle for Oregon. Cause he's 25 and 28 all time at Cal. And that's just not the hire we should be making. And then there's always the, you know, we run it back with old Chip. <laughs> but, you know, I've heard rumblings that Chip has soured with a lot of people in, like, Los Angeles, like kids and recruits and, like, everything. And that's, like, where Oregon recruits. And, like, multiple Oregon, apparently, it's right now, and players have been saying, like, I don't want to play for Chip. So <laughs> I'm kind of born there because the nostalgia on one side of my shoulder, and then it's, like, kind of sucks now on the other side of my shoulder so i don't know and then there's my wild card lane kiffin and i want him bad i want lane kiffin so bad to be at oregon i think that would be awesome because i'm totally aware he's going to be gone in three or four years again as well but you know yeah. what? in those three or four years he might just take us to a playoff and i'm okay with that <laughs> yeah it would just be it would definitely be his most talented team he's had yeah so i would like that as well and then like the other stuff's just like fever dreams, like Urban Meyer. Yeah, cool. Sure. Good luck. Um, Joe Brady would be cool, but I don't know if he has that much 
Like he's like I kind of know. I kind of look at him like a one hit wonder. Like he got gifted Joe Burrow and all those players. I don't know if he's like that legit. Well, I mean, he got gifted Cam Newton, who's been in a car accident and been injured his entire career after that playoff run, and Sam Darnold, who's bad. So it's also the pieces you get. Yeah, and then apparently, uh, from what I've been hearing, is uh, BYU head coach Kalani Satake interviewed today for the position, and it went bad. Quote, really bad. Lack of organization, vision, etc. Again, if my info is right, he's not on the list anymore. So I'm actually very happy about that because when I heard that they were interviewing him, I was like, please no, please no. I don't yeah. care that he's five and zero against the Pac-12. He's not moving the needle for me, and apparently he's not a good recruiter. And like, I don't want that then. Mm-hmm. So I personally want Aranda the most, but I'm dreaming right now. Him and Lane are my favorites. I think it'd be hilarious if you got him because he's like Lincoln Riley's like. Like his like defense is like messed with Lincoln Riley's offense for like the past three or four years, and I think it'd be hilarious if he just like followed him to the Pac-12. You got you yeah, would get the Lincoln Riley ties. You would get the Lincoln Riley stopper. It's like you're always yeah. looking for the LeBron stopper in NBA. You get the Lincoln Riley stopper. It's your division. It's your conference now. Yeah, I'm trying to look too ahead, but from rumblings, well, it's not rumblings. This is just a fact. He he's like literally from the West Coast and everything, and apparently he roomed with Tom Herman. And I'm already thinking ahead of the fact that he might just come and hire Tom Herman as the OC because people are saying if he leaves, the Baylor OC will be promoted to head coach, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, then go just just go get your buddy Tom Herman and let's just let's just do that. That would be such a meme. Tom Herman is such a meme, dude. Yeah, it would be it would be kind of it'd be pretty funny. But then another thing worries me about Dave around is like if I'm looking ahead and say Lincoln Riley's off to the NFL in like three years, he's gonna dip for USC. <laughs> so it's like ah. I don't know. It's gonna Lincoln Riley. I could easily see Lincoln Riley in the NFL too. Yeah, for sure. So is that your? Is that who we're gonna? Is that who we're gonna lock in? Because obviously we got to put something in the title. No, we got to put uh, who's to Oregon. Okay, so after I read everything and people are just like saying it doesn't sound like anyone that they, that's on this board like the list of player or coaches is going to be it. It might be someone that's totally just like, no one knows about it. It's apparently staying really close to the vest, like ADs and Phil Knight. That's why like there's been zero news out of all the college football sources about like potential candidates and stuff. Cause they're trying to keep this as close to the vest as they can. Kind of like only can rally to USC or Brian Kelly to LSU. I think it's going to be Lane Kiffin. That's my vote. That's what I'm locking in. Lane Kiffin to Oregon. Wow. Because wow. yes, he, signed, he signed that Ole Miss extension, but there's one big fact in that Ole Miss extension that they didn't do. They didn't do anything about his buyout. His buyout's like $3 million. They didn't change it or anything. Miami just gave us $9 million, so we can use that Dogs. for the buyout. Phil Knight will be like, Lane, write your check, and then the rest we'll use for your assistance, blah, blah, blah. And hello. I can't wait. If it happens, I already know it will be announced by him himself, posting some funny-ass meme on Twitter. So It'll I'm just be like a Ducks meme. That. Yeah, that happens. So that's my, that's what I'm walking in. I'm walking in Lane Kiffin by Friday night. Okay. Well, I, well it's we're reporting it. It'll be in the title. We'll, we have our headline. Say you my nigga, I'm gonna be your killer. Nobody's gonna play with you when I'm with you. Go against any nigga like fuck this glitter. Ski out third on beats. I put it in for you. I spin for you. Whatever you with, I'm with it. How you gonna cross the nigga that rockin' with? I got you lit in the city. I've been multitasking, rapping and being a daddy to my little children. I've been standing on business and spinning and spinning and spinning until I'm dizzy. I do all the smack, need never step a help with none of these kids.
bitch. Damn, I knew you trippin'. We could've been superstars. Can't help it, now I'm reminiscing. Remember when we were jacking cars? Now you better keep your distance, cause it's not safe for you. You switch like a pussy little bitch. Track hard with the kick, snatch off from the bitch. When I slide, nightlight on the blick. Bet I'm on my shit when I'm outside. So them ran down, caught them pants down. Nigga, you shit it. I knew the perk was fake, but I still ate it, cause I'm a grimmer.